Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Dr. Homebrew. I'm just, you know, don't worry about me. I'm just singing a little bit of Brian's favorite song. We're just going to the Yacht Rock. Yamo be there. Whatever. And then I change it to Bevo be there. You know, because her name is Bevo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. How's everybody doing today? It's Dr. Homebrew. We got some couple good beers uh, uh, lined up for you, man. We got a blonde ale. And then uh, what else do we have? Is it a summer blonde? It's a summer blonde ale. Uh, summer blonde, summer not. And then, um, Lee, what's our other beer? It's a light American lager. That's right. L-I-T-E. That's Properly. right. Properly spelled. Exactly. Lee's fuming. That's it. Lee's not, a, not quite. Lee's I'm a little, not fuming. Lee's a little upset because uh, I had to cut his favorite song off. God. Geneva Convention has rules against this sort of thing, JP. <laughs> You're going to be in court at the Hague soon for this. <laughs> Nicely done. Nice. Oh, it's a good time. It's a good time here on Lunch Meet. Speaking of good times. Lunch you, Meet. Lunch Meet. Wow. Wow. Did I brain... You brain I Freudian, right I Freudian slipped it. You definitely yeah. said lunch meat. Wow. The only reason that Lee wanted to do this sh- this show was to get that song to stop. And because <laughs> he said we'd be recording an episode of lunch meat. Oh, the chat room's talking about lunch meat, so uh, Dorks. I, I forgot. Oh, by the way, Bev, I don't know if you saw, they're also asking about part two of the very stripper Christmas from way back when <laughs> for the show. I don't know what you're talking about. Remember in... Oh, are, are you being funny or like the christmas show and the no i remember okay. i let's just not talk about it okay i didn't know i just i want to make sure that you knew that people are still talking about that disappeared show thank god it disappeared <laughs> you're welcome uh, um so speaking of uh disappearing i don't know uh, i'm trying to crowbar in this uh news the Lagunitas sold out to heineken 50 percent they, they whatever did whatever that means 50 yeah. percent ownership stake in the company to heineken yeah what do you think about that are they going to bottle 50% of their beers in green bottles now? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I hope not. I hope they'll retain the original. I'm a, I'm a big Lagunitas fan, and I think they'll figure out a way to keep it. I think they'll be fine. Um, keep it true. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of weird, right? For a, a long time, Tony was kind of rambling against you know, non-corporate beer or whatever, and then... Yeah, and then mm. probably somebody offered him $50 million for that steak, and, you know, <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> right? I mean, that's a big brewery. I, I don't know if it's $50 million, but I'm sure it was a good pile of oh, It has to be more than that, right? Because they have the Chicago brewery, the one that they're building in Azusa that's going to be mm-hmm. larger than the Chicago brewery, and then, of course, the Petaluma brewery. Right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so Sam yeah. was like, what a sellout. He was so angry when I told him about it, and I was like, bro. You know the hot grenade is, or the brewing network is making a beer. If for some whatever reason it turns out to be the best beer ever and Anheuser Busch wants to buy it, I will stand next to Justin as he signs that dotted line and then high five him afterwards. Oh, for sure. And then expect a check. Yeah, well, for sure, but uh, the I think the sellout part is like because we've never ranted about not doing that for for years and years. Okay, and that's years. a good point. So yeah. we've just been sellouts from the beginning. Um, I thought it was interesting because like for me it, it kind of. Uh, shows how the U.S. craft beer market is, right? I mean, this is how I'm looking at it. Like, Firestone did it recently with Nouvelle, and then now Lagunitas did it. And it's like, is the are these two companies seeing the U.S. beer market as kind of moving to being oversaturated? Well, they aren't the only ones. There's several others who have who've sold all our stakes in the last year. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, specifically to... 
to like to specific you know breweries and conglomerates and not just like I, ab right my my guess and i don't really know the industry that well so this is a guess yeah is that a lot of this is being driven by the the big players in the industry with the deep pockets are actually yeah. actively pursuing these things now mm-hmm. I, I mean i can't see that suddenly the everybody in the beer industry decided well we've been resisting this for years but now let's do it Right. My guess is it's the hook that's pulling this. Well, yeah, and I think it's a little bit more than just like we want to sell it and make money. So, you know, they see the, the market in the in the U.S. in like 50 years or 20 years is going to be super saturated. There's so yeah. many breweries opening. So this is their time to start diversifying into Europe because yeah. the European craft well, beer market is – expanding is, national distribution too. I mean yeah. my, my, my other guess about this is for the breweries that are selling, a lot of this is about distribution. Yeah. They can get major distribution with Heineken or Anheuser-Busch that's very hard to get on their own. Yeah, and that for Anheuser Busch and those guys is shelf space in every grocery store in the country. Your liquor that's store true. sells beer, and that's yeah. where they make the money. You start owning more shelf space, they get more money. The craft mm-hmm. has been just growing and growing and exponentially, and it's just like yeah, you look in in your typical grocery store, even the crappy ones, they'll have you know <laughs> half good beer and half crap beer pretty much yeah and i mean this this has been going on for all time i mean consolidation has always happened in the brewing industry there are huge ways of it you look back at the history of the english brewing scene you know all the Mm -hmm. porter breweries started consolidating and then the pale ale ipas took over and started buying those breweries out to basically make pale ale you know consolidation happened like crazy over there happens everywhere Hmm. and it kind of goes in phases i think but we're definitely seeing a phase it looks like it's starting up here so i mean a lot of brewers and people who open those businesses, especially after 20 years of running a brewery, as opposed to being the guy sitting at home dreaming about it, right. that big check might look like a really nice thing. Yeah, absolutely. We all love the, you know, the guy doing it by hand in his little artisanal brewery <laughs> in, in his parents' barn for no money. Yes. And, you know, Tony McGee can go and do that afterwards if he feels yeah, like it. Maybe you some know, of these guys. He can know. set up another little brewery and brew by hand if he feels like it and still make killer beer. That's but, true. But, you know. I, it's, I think it's hard for a big company like Lagunitas or a medium-sized company to say no to something like that if they see that it's in their interests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be great if they partnered with, uh, you know, Cigar City or something like that, you know? Some distributor on the, on the I mean, not, not a distributor, but some other brewery on the other side of the country. Yeah. And then they can, uh, you know. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen just... that one. I mean, the Firestone Duval thing was sort of mooted as being kind of more a merger of like minds and <laughs> yes. a buyout. It was worded very, it was um, worded differently, but also David Walker doesn't have the attitude that Tony has. Right. You know, and I think it's that thumbing the nose at the uh, corporate industry for so long. Well, that's going to hurt biting Tony him in the ass now. backsplash for, for <laughs> yeah. thumbing his nose and then yeah. take for, before taking the check. Yeah. Right. Asking for another zero or two. I, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's still laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't care. That guy doesn't care about anything. I shouldn't say that, but, uh, you he know, cares the court about, of public opinion. He cares I about you, JP. Matter. I know that. He does. Yeah. We, we exchange, we're on Christmas card lists. There you go. You know, it's, it's a nice thing. <laughs> um, before we get too deep into it, we want to thank our uh, sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and check out everything they have for you to make killer beer. They have uh, PBW and Star Sand and Sandy Clean and Iostar and all these kind of fun things for you guys to properly clean and then sanitize your products. You see a lot of this stuff on the market where it's a one, you know, one process thing or, you know, anything new comes along, any new fad, it's five star. You know, you got to you got to just go back to uh to the thing that works for the most people. Five star. Fivestarchemicals.com. Can't thank them enough for being a proud sponsor. Proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew. Um, who never sold out. Who never sold. No, that's I, right. Dr. Homebrew's not selling out. That's right. We're still, uh, you know, we're still begging on the street corner for change, man. That's right. That's how we do it around Dr. Homebrew style. Um, and then anybody and anybody who is on the show tonight will get a nice little uh, thank you gift um, in the mail from Five Star. Handwritten you know, card from Bevo. It'd be, yeah, it'd be great. Right, Bev? Right. Bevo be there? Sure. <laughs> oh, she's not listening. No, no, I was listening. I'm no. just... Not sure I'm committing to do that. Oh, okay. Well, you said sure, so. Well, it was a sure with a, a handwritten card. Sounds right. good. Writing sure. is hard work. <laughs> Writing is tough. I have to use words. That's right. Um, okay, let's take a break. Should we take a break now or should we call our first guest now? I, I'm tired. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have Steve on the line with his uh, American Light Lager, right? Yep. I think it's going yeah. uh, to be a good beer I'm looking forward to. It's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Back after this. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. 
Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Back to the examination. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You know, I told you Yamo will be here. And uh, and I am. And we are. He wasn't lying. <clears throat> this Yacht Rock channel, man, on Sirius, has uh, is, is gotten my brain. And uh, I don't know what to do about it. I think they're going to make it permanent. That thing is too cool. <laughs> it is, but it's very... Okay, now I don't want to be too obvious, but it's very repetitive. And by that, I mean not the McDonald Shuffle, but the right. actual songs. Like, I've you. heard I've heard um, Black Cow from Steely Dan a billion times in right. a week. You drive where you're going, you're going to hear some Christopher Cross. You drive back, you're going to hear Christopher <laughs> Cross on the right. way back. And you won't Probably be speeding. the same song. Oh, I won't be speeding. That's No, no it's very... Uh, you're driving 45 miles an hour on the freeway. Very, very methodical beat in these songs. Yeah, it might be just a thing that I need. To get over my life. Mm. 
Well, you could just drink less coffee. <sighs> Never no, that's mind. a whole. That's Never a whole nother story. You're probably better off with the Yacht Rock. That's yeah. a whole nother story. We got Steve on the line. Steve, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, buddy? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Not right. You sound like an angel. Is that his real name, Steve? Because usually, if we're going to make up a name for somebody, it's usually Steve, isn't it? Um, or what did we call those guys the other time? I think it was Steve or Steve? Bob or something like that. Who knows? I'm yeah, sorry. Steve yeah. is just my alias. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> all we need. Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, Steve, man, thanks for sending in your beer. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, how long have you been homebrewing, buddy? Uh, I've been brewing about two years now. Okay. Is this your first light American lager? It is. Imagine really? that. Wow. What made you want to brew this style? Uh, I figured, why not? It's a challenge. It's there different. It's, it's not challenge. an IPA. There's that. <laughs> that. That's what everybody says when I ask why they brewed this. It's a challenge. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Slash, it's not IPA, <laughs> which I, for one, appreciate. Yeah. Um, see, I did it for you, JP. Thank you. And Lee commented that you spelled light properly, and, and he appreciates that. Yeah, I followed the uh, style guidelines. Yeah, <laughs> there you Point go. Style, there you go. Um, so, what do you hope to get out of this uh, session here from from the doctors? Um, you know, a little tips on how to brew, or just overall impressions, or, or anything specific? Yeah, overall impressions. Um, I also want to see how my beer can hold up traveling three thousand miles <laughs> in the middle of the summer, and then. You were probably storing it on your roof somewhere or something like that. Yeah, well, this one I, I dug a hole I put it <laughs> in the ground, so at least it's more cellar temp than not. Because it was like 100 to, today, and that's yeah, just too much. Yeah, uh, see if my fermentation schedule is good and all that kind of stuff. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, Lee, why don't you start us out, buddy? All right. Do we want to open this thing up? We, we probably should. Probably should do that. Yeah, don't leave me out of the circle, dude. The sash. <laughs> sash? No. Okay. Session? No, it's whatever. Yeah. We, That's we, that other show. We can't have a circle without JP. That's true. Don't interpret that statement. <laughs> it's true. Uh, wow, it's clear, man. It's you, clear like beer. There we go. That's good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So what do we think? Actually, that's all like? Steve wants. It's clear? Good. It's Love clear. it. It looks like Perfect. beer. It's all yeah. set. I'm awesome. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Good Have job. Great, great Thanks. Day. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, aroma. A grainy malt. Slight wordiness. It's, it's a little bit of a sweet hint in there. Um, very low. I was getting some kind of hints of pineapple and banana cream kind of esters. Didn't get any hops. Didn't really pick up any DMS or diacetyl or sulfur. So good job on that side. Um, I did think that I was getting a little bit of esters, though, and that really shouldn't be in the style. So um, it wasn't the sort of green apple that you might get if you use the infamous AB yeast. Um, so maybe uh, a little bit of a warm ferment or something going on with the, the fermentation there. Otherwise, actually, it's pretty good for style. Um, you know, just a little bit of, bit of nice uh, maltiness and, and just a touch. Um, Pierce, pale yellow, straw color, um, yellow slash straw, brilliant. Pours a medium creamy foam that fades to a light cover, although in these glasses it just evaporates the head, but maybe that's because of the uh, banana cream soap they're using here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, fades to a light cover, which is all very much to style. I thought the beer was maybe a little bit in the dark side for this style. I mean, it's a, very, it's a pretty pale beer, but most light beers you pour them in a little glass and they're, they're almost like water. And this has got a little bit of a gold hue to it. Uh, it's pretty, though. looks very nice. Flavor, medium-low maltiness, Pills malt style. A touch of apple here and then a touch of some of these tropical fruit ester notes. Very low spicy hop flavor, uh, as noted. Balanced just with the bittering, just enough to support it. Finishes a little bit sweet with lingering malt, some esters, a touch of a mineral note. Um, I thought, again, the esters are a bit higher than, than typical um, and a touch of a tropical note to them. Um, <clears throat> And it seems a little bit sweet in the finish, too, for style. I mean, these beers are basically damn near water uh, for the most part. So having any sort of residual sweetness or maltiness or residual sugar seems to be a little little bit out of place. Um, mouthfeel, medium-low body, which seems high for the style. It should be low to very low. Uh, medium carbonation could be a little more carbonated. These beers are actually famous for being uh, highly carbonated to the point where they almost sting. A um, little bit of carbonic bite is expected. Not alcoholic, hot or astringent. A little bit of a creamy finish, which was nice. Overall, it seems a bit rich for style, but very appealing. 
Um, sum it up, very pleasant, drinkable beer with a nice balance, good quenching power. For the light lager style, it seems just a little bit rich and sweet, which isn't saying it's particularly rich or sweet, but, you know, it's got a little bit of detectable malt and it doesn't finish like water, uh, which he's, he should pretty close to do. It's almost more like what I'd expect from a pre-pro lager or some other very light lager style, like a very light version of a pre-pro. Um, so... Yeah, those were pretty much my notes. Um, I gave it a 33 in the end, so, you know, it's a decent beer. I think it probably could be dried out a little bit more and maybe a little attention to the, the fermentation to give those yeasts a little less flavor productive. Isn't there right? a famous, famous light lager called 33? Or? I, that was a Vietnamese beer, I think. It was, was like it? the national lager from there. I don't hmm. remember if that was a light lager. If they have a light version, they probably do. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it might just be a standard lager. Like a- yeah. I don't know. The, yeah, the I'm premium not export version. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> I'm also drinking this beer, and um, yes, in the aroma it has a low bready, grainy malt. There's pretty substantial malt for the style in there. Um, I thought I had a little hint of, hint of some sulfur in there, which a little DMS is okay for the style, and it, it is. You know, those things will poke through a little bit with such a light beer. You you'll get a little bit of sulfur in there with a. With a really light lager like this, there's not much to hide behind. Um, yeah, it was okay for style. A bit, I thought I got a, a little bit more than that, though. Kind of a little bit of more of a cooked kind of vegetable kind of aroma. Um, but it wasn't too distracting. It's pretty clean overall. Clean lagering. No diacetyl. No, you know, no other bad stuff. No di- uh, acetaldehyde. Um, I didn't get the esters that Lee did. Um I got kind of a low, spicy, light little hop in there, maybe spicy and earthy, kind of faint in the background. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, you're almost a little bolder than you'd expect, but it's pretty good. Um, Appearance-wise, it has, it has a nice, uh, brilliant clarity, like Lee said, and it is kind of dark straw with kind of a yellowy tinge in the color. Um, it, it is actually brilliantly clear, yeah. I think the one I poured Super. last night was... Um, had a little tiny bit of haze, but it was kind of dark out, too. <laughs> it was getting dark. I don't know. Man, no, it wasn't dark yet. I don't know. What am I talking about? <laughs> I thought I saw a faint bit of haze, but it was probably just dust falling off my the, the rooftop or something. I don't know. It's actually ah. asbestos. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you'll uh, be dead in 10 years. Yeah. It's the perfect accompaniment for a light lager. Right. Yeah. It did right. kind of lack. It had a little frothy-looking head that faded fairly fairly quickly. Uh, as they can in this style, but uh, yeah, just um, it it did seem like maybe the carbonation was a little low, just from from how low the head poured. In uh, the flavor, a lot of what Lee said, you know, a light, basic kind of bready, grainy malt flavor in there. The bitterness is pretty low and out of the way. I found a little bit of kind of a, a doughiness. It's just a little bit bold for the style, and um, I thought I got a hint of like maybe an edge of a little bit of papery oxidation creeping in just tasted just a tiny bit stale in the flavor i liked it um a little bit more in the aroma than in the flavor um the balance is you know slightly to the malt with a pretty kind of a medium dry finish there's you can get a hint of sweetness if you try these things are generally kind of bone dry so that was a little bit of a surprise Mm -hmm. there too you you had a little something there in in the, the balance the finish there but there is, uh, it's pretty pretty close. <laughs> to me, it almost tastes like um, sweet and low, and I don't mean that as an insult or anything. But there, yeah. it's like a like a prickly sweetness, if that makes sense. Like a right. uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like you added sugar, but and and you know what I mean? Powdery sweetness. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Does that make sense? Sort of. Or my high. Yes, you're high on peyote. Okay. <laughs> no, he's he's not here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it seemed pretty cleanly lagered, uh, overall and, uh, you know, flavor had a lot of good points to it. It was, it was pretty close to what you expect, but it doesn't taste exactly like, uh, like a, any of the, the light beers. I guess you could go back and listen to our American light American lager smackdown or was that standard American lager? That was a fun one. I don't remember. I think it was, uh, was it Budweiser? I think it was the regular Budweiser yeah. and the Coors Banquet beer. And oh, yeah. We did a whole show on that, uh, and that was just the regular versions. But actually, I mean, you might enter this as a almost as a regular version if you really wanted to. You know, it's 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 bordering on light, 
um, flavors, but it's 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 got enough boldness that you could probably get away with a standard American lager entry. Um, anyway, we can talk about your recipe and stuff when we get to that. But yeah, b- uh, body wise and mouthfeel wise, it did have um, kind of a medium ish, medium high maybe carbonation, but it it was a little light for the style. It should just be foaming out like crazy and prickling in your mouth. Um, medium light body, no warmth, a little little bit of carbonic bite, not as much as you you need in this kind of beer. No no real harshness or astringency, which was nice, and it wasn't. You know, it just kind of it felt like kind of like it should, just a little low on the carbonation. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty smooth drinking, light American lager. Absolutely, the, yeah. the oxidation and the faint little vegetable notes to me kept it. It wasn't quite as refreshing as I wanted it to be. It's, I mean, it's nice, mm-hmm. and it was actually a nice hot day. When we were judging it the first. Well, it's a nice hot day now. But we're in air conditioning. <laughs> we were sitting on my patio judging this uh, a couple nights ago. Lee and I, and uh, it was the right um, environment for it. So it was kind of cool that we got to judge it as that. And like, oh, this is a good day to have a light American lager. Um, wasn't quite as refreshing as I wanted. It has a you know, pretty nice clarity, nice color. Here we go. Many of the other desired elements that make you want to make love. Uh, oh, wait. <clears throat> In the afternoon. Or drink uh, beer. Sorry, I had to. It was just... It- it was it was right it was wide open so yeah i mean the, the issues that i'm pointing out are just mostly minor things too and yeah. uh yeah just kind of taking care of the um the yeast ensuring the health vitality like a huge vigorous pitch to get it to dry out just a little bit more and clean up any little less desirable flavors in there they weren't really bad because they're really there's not much time behind in this beer it is super yeah like, very hard to make this that's a key and, point and yeah you do want to be careful to cool it very, very quickly after you boil it with this one. There's a lot of pill malt in there, and it's going to, you know, the DMS will stick out like a sore thumb, even if there's just a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep those For DMS sure. vegetal notes down, and this is a stellar beer. I gave it a 33 also, but, um, yeah, pretty tasty stuff. And wow. yeah. If it's your first attempt at a Latin American lager, I'd say, you know, kudos. That's a pretty great, good. Well yeah, done. you're off to a good start. And I, I think that, that nowhere to hide point is, is it's always brought up, and it's very important for this beer. It's such a light thing. There's there's so little to hide behind. Mm-hmm. Any Beyond even mistakes, any little bit of balance issue is going to show like a sore thumb. Yeah. And, you know, really this beer is very tasty. It's, it's clean. It's very appealing. It's very drinkable. Um, if you want it to really be a... a by the numbers, light lager it just needs to be crisper and a little more carbonated. And a lot of that comes back less to sweet, also yeah. what Lee said, too, about uh, there was a little bit of a minerally, minerally element in there, and I don't disagree with that. Um, you know, water-wise, it makes a big difference the kind of water you're going to use in your, your light lager of any kind or light ale. Uh, you want generally, um, you know, uh, fairly soft water, low, you know, moderately, you know, pretty low calcium, um, you know, pretty low alkalinity low sulfate kind of moderate chloride um you know and you want to mm-hmm. um acidify your your water for for sparging and mashing you know just uh you don't have much uh much there to add acidity to it with just pills the pills malt that you're using to to brew it with and uh yeah so you want to want to keep your water happy and keep those enzymes working in your mash to make it do what you want there but um yeah i'm curious if you did any water treatment if you started ro and built it up or if you have just uh, your house water what your yeah. profile is like what did you do there steve um the water is just filtered it's my house water but uh, i did add some gypsum to bring down the mash ph so okay potentially that's where maybe you're getting that mineral character probably, probably yeah do you Jeez. do any uh any ph uh testing like do you yeah do you, okay, you yeah, do. yeah. Okay. so right. i'll obviously keep it in like the five five range Instead of doing that, you might just um, hmm. you might have better results just adding a little lactic acid to your water to get it to the pH that you want. Um, right. And yeah, with this one, I was just aiming to get up to that fifty ppm calcium. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, true. You know, desirable in this style beer or not? You know, I'm not sure. I know that's like the recommended minimum. So you did yeah. it mainly for for pH, but. Uh, yeah, and also to just try to bump my calcium up to that 50 ppm. Okay. Is that appropriate for the style? Uh, up to 50. That's, is Yeah, I mean, 50, 50, you wouldn't want to go any higher than that, really. That's, but That's kind of what's recommended for basic yeast health, too, yeah. I mean, just to have that much okay. calcium around because the yeast needs it for its metabolism. 
Okay. Uh, whether that's appropriate to style or not, I don't know. But certainly you don't need it once you're out of the mash. So if you just have it in the mash water, that's all you need. It. You don't need it for right. all your sparge water. So a little acid added to the sparge water can keep the pH from rising while you sparge. Yeah. And, yeah, some lactic acid or if you have access and equipment, access and training for such things, a little food-grade phosphoric is probably more like what the big guys use. But Yeah, phosphoric. If you don't have that sort of training, I'll I wouldn't, stick to wouldn't mess with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good idea. Got yeah. that, so I can use that. Yeah, definitely just use it in your mash water only. Not, don't treat the yeah. whole, all the brewing water with that. Speaking of water, we were talking uh, before the show about the, uh, the eye dip. You guys, uh, you guys, we were talking about a little bit that you guys had remember, remember it from NHC. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, did you see it, Brian? Um, I saw a lot of things at NHC. <laughs> and then I did an epic. <laughs> Most of you would remember. Bottle yeah. <laughs> wine, uh, uh, elevator vertical that, that oh, Jesus. might have us in trouble with the establishment's uh, ownership there. But, uh, well, we left a few bottles up on the, the 10th floor. But You're going to ruin it for everybody. <clears throat> empty bottles. Uh, but the idea is, is pretty cool. So you can do these measurements on the fly, and it's it's uh, you know transfers right to an app on your smartphone, and you can do uh, these mineral uh, you know figure out your your minerals, and uh, uh, it's a pretty cool system. It's a little handheld photometer, in a little bit of your water, and that way you can actually um, know exactly what you're putting in instead of you know when you build up RO and you can do all the math um, and you add in your chemicals. Well, you know, how do you know that your scale is not off, you know, by a, you know, hundredth of a degree or whatever it is. Right? Degrees. You use degrees yes. in, in measurement, right? <laughs> Temperature. <laughs> Play-Doh. Yeah. Yeah. But not uh, PPMs for, not for chemicals. minerals. Yeah. I don't know. Degrees, not usually. No. Check them out. It's not a chemical thing. <laughs> if you guys are into, uh, you know, uh, trying to get a little bit more about your, out of your water treatment, uh, smartbrewkit.com. Um, and we even have a code because they're a nice sponsor of ours, uh, TBN15, or the Brewing Network 15, but TBN15, and you get a little discount on there. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool thing. Check it out, smartbrewkit.com, for all your water needs. What do you think? Pretty yeah. good, huh? Yeah. I like. I think the thing is, I think the thing is rad, man. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're looking for uh, to take your water to the next level. Um, Steve, do you have any questions for the guys? Um. Not really any questions, I guess. Uh, Do you want to yell at him a little bit? Yeah. All right, go for go it. Go for yeah. it. Please, please. <laughs> yes, we need to say something you think it would, it would do better in competition as a standard American lager or a light American lager? <laughs> Do you agree with that, Lee? I thought it might. I, I, I think you might have better luck as a, as a slightly higher gravity beer, yeah. It just seems a little bit sweeter than what I would expect from a light lager. All right. They might say it's not quite bold enough. I don't know. <laughs> it's like kind of in between the two, Somewhere honestly. in the middle there, yeah. yeah. Riding the line, riding the rail. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you entered it uh, in as a standard, let us know, man. Let us know how you did. Or entered as both. If you got, you know, there you go, sixteen bucks. You got a hole in yeah, your bottles and money to burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't these days? Oh, right. Let's yeah, be honest. Exactly. What home brewer is flush with yeah. cash? Tony is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They That's should all enter good. the uh, Oktoberfest competition also, which is uh, the entry window is open right now. And, uh, yeah, drop-off locations in all around the Bay Area here. But uh, They'll accept shipments from 3,000 miles away. Yeah, uh, what's the, what's the you can ship them to You can ship them to the more beer in San Leandro. And you just go on madzimergist.com slash Oktoberfest. And are, that's our little competition. Are you doing light American lagers in that? We're doing German styles only, so sadly no. no. Mm. Could this be a... So you can make it pass as a Kolsch? Kolsch. Yeah. What do you, how, <laughs> this would fare poorly as a Kolsch, I it would say. Yeah. Because there's no... Uh, yeah, okay. I see that. Um, all right, Steve. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. If you have nothing else uh, left for the guys, any curse words or uh, uh, compliments? No, well, I just wanted to tell you about um, my fermentation. Okay, go oh, ahead. Yeah. I pitched in about 44 degrees, and I slowly let it rise like one or two degrees a day, all the way up to about 70 degrees. So I was kind of doing the uh, fast lager fermentation kind of thing, huh. trying to crank this thing out. So, you know, I was wondering, do you think that had anything to do with maybe those fruity esters you're talking about? Hard to or, say. Well, so most of the esters are going to get produced in the first day or two of the ferment right? Um, where you have it nice and cold. Maybe I would wait a couple days before you start ramping up. Right. Um, 
So so you don't get any into that territory. Certainly 44 should be a pretty good starting pitch temperature for this. And you could try lower, but at some point your yeast are just going to give up on it. Right, right. 70 seems pretty high, but... Um, yeah, I let it come all the way up to room temperature, and then I just kind of let it sit for a few days and then crashed it down. Yeah, uh, well, your yeast definitely reabsorbed all that diacetyl uh, there, so you, you did. Yeah. Uh, it did what it was supposed to do at that at that temperature. Yeah, yeah, no problems with diacetyl or acetaldehyde here. That's <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need to go up that that high. Uh, you can go up to sixty eight if you want, but I think you can get away with a, a diacetyl rest up, up you know low sixties, right, Lee? Probably, yeah. With a lot. I mean, I think usually it's it's what just like a five or six degree bump or something. Yeah. I don't remember the number. You don't need a big bump at the end to do a diacetyl rest. Yeah. So just leave it a little bit longer at that forty four. That's a good. That's a good temper. You know, you want to you probably ramp up towards fifty uh, towards the end of your your fermentation. I mean, depending on what you're going for, but mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you can but keep it pitching at forty four is fine. I think that yeah. should be good. Yeah. Okay, and then because he said he left it for a couple of days, but and that's good. You, you recommend yeah, like I kind of followed the Jamil advice. You know, forty four, let it rise up to fifty over a couple of days, and then. At that point, I just kind of let it keep going instead of letting it yeah. stay at 50. I would have let it stay at 50 a little bit longer and, and finish out what most of what's there and then then ramp it up another, you know, 10 degrees or something. But, yeah, um, I, I didn't get a lot of fruitiness. Lee got a little bit of it. and it, A little bit, but not much. I wouldn't be yeah. overly concerned it's about like, it. Oh, this is an ale. What's wrong with you? You know, yeah. it tastes like a lager. Right. So just not as crisp and flavorless as you guys wanted <laughs> yeah add more water yeah right, what, was, what was your starting and terminal on this oh uh, it was uh i think it was 1040 and it went down to uh 1007 huh. that should be lower I, right I, I would almost think if you start at 1040 for beer like that yeah it should be a little lower um how about adjuncts and mash temperature let's see well if you'll turn your Brewing Classic style book to page. <laughs> nah, it's right out of the book, huh? Right out of the book, yeah, pretty much exactly. We have that. It's like 80% uh, I used American 6 row and 20% flaked rice. Yeah, and okay. I think I mashed at like 149. I'd have to check that, but I think, yeah. Okay, yeah, you could do a little bit lower on the mash tap. Maybe like 145, 146 might dry it out a touch more. All right, yeah, I can try that. Yeah, I mean, these things can finish even below one if if you really, you know, if you have oh, a high percentage low? of, yeah, if you have a really high percentage of adjunct in it, that stuff finishes out pretty much to zero, and that that's what helps yeah. drive down those finishing gravities. I mean, if you start at 10, towards 1050, yeah, it might finish out at 1007-ish, 1008. But, yeah, um, if you're starting 1040s, mid-1040s, it should go down to 1005 or lower, I think. I I think I remember looking at this in the guidelines. It actually said it could go down as low as 0.998, below lighter than water. It can actually go down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, because there's so little in there. It's Um, like wine terminal gravity. Yeah, yeah. I guess the other question is what yeast strain did you use? Um, I believe it was the uh, White Labs American Lager. All right, well, that should be able to go there then. Yeah, Hmm. and I... Did uh, I think I did a two-step starter on that one. Tried to just get as much yeast as possible. Two-step. How how big a batch? Uh, it was five gallon. Well, five and a half. Five and a half, and two steps. You mean you took a pack and you bumped it up twice? Yeah, that should be plenty of yeast. That ought to do it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> could it could it just be water? A lot of it could be water, yeah. Some of the flavors that are poking through. I mean, you know, what, what, the, the, the maltiness you... will play off of, of uh, minerally water a little differently than it will off of slightly softer water. Mm-hmm. And as well as the hoppiness, you know, so the heart. Uh, what can you add to water to crispen it up, to harden it up? Because that's what it seems to me. It seems like it's too soft. Well, if you wanted to crispen up the flavor profile, the sulfate's the thing to add. But you okay. don't want a lot of minerals in this. Right. I, I, I'm not sure the water is the problem. If no? you've got a terminal gravity of 1007, you said, uh-huh. that's, yeah. that's probably really in the high end of this style. And his okay. starting gravity was on the low end. So you think so, dr- drying the beer out? Dry the beer out, dry okay. the recipe, You know, lower mash temperature, maybe up the percentage of adjuncts a bit. 20% isn't that high. You can go a lot higher. I mean, the, you can go 40, 50%. To take more like, of that malt of the rice. I think like, like yeah. Yeah, 30 okay. is average, you know. Yeah. Okay. If you really want to cheat, you can even add a little sugar. Oh. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> we don't advise people to cheat here. I'll, um, I'll, I'll blame it on Jamil because his recipe goes from 1038 to 1007. 
in the book. Yeah. So okay, I mean, yeah. when you well, put you put corn <laughs> adjunct in a beer, that's what you're getting is corn sugar. The, the it's getting converted in the corn is getting yeah. converted into a corn sugar, and then you're fermenting that shit out, and that's that's what it yeah. is. It's not like adding a little corn sugar is going to hurt you that bad. Yeah, and he's shooting for a richer recipe, so it sounds like you actually pretty much hit his numbers or some rice mm-hmm. sugar. Yeah. You know, hey. so, still a little so, bit, still so, a bit higher though. Will those two points make a difference? Do you think? His what was his ten forty ten ten forty and his oh, yeah, was terminal two points was high from the ten thirty eight what about yeah. the terminal what was it, what did the book say the terminal was going to be ten oh seven ten oh seven you nailed that yeah okay yeah no I I think maybe this is just a richer example of the recipe mm-hmm. it just seems a little too too I mean rich is is the wrong word for the style but a little bit too sweet <laughs> to really really nail it to me actually one thing which really would help a little bit more too is having the carbonation level up where it belongs because that'll help cut maltiness as well yeah it was a little right. bit low on carbonation and even yeah, something was- like yeah the thickness of your kettle might have an effect in a beer like this where if you're if you have a you know you probably have a nice thick bottom kettle I'm I'm hoping but uh, if you haven't had a thinner kettle and you're just starting home brewing it you know and it, it, the the heat goes straight through that and caramelizes some of those sugars a little bit you're going to get some flavors in there that are going to add a little of that kind of slightly kind of you know more malty uh, rich flavors to the beer that then should be there yeah get, get a right. steam fired system for your next yeah <laughs> yeah why don't you do that and then let us know why don't you guys send me one i'll be all set <laughs> perfect all right we'll have We'll have, we'll have Bev ship that right out. Yeah. Super prize for the right end of the year. That. Yeah. It's at the door right now. All right, Steve, we're going to let you go, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, bud. Cheers. All right. Bye. All right, man. Later. Good beer. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to have Mike on with his summer blonde ale. Summer blonde. Pretty excited for this one. Um, actually, both of these beers I'm excited for because they're, you know, low alcohol, and I love that. Uh, anyway, it's Dr. Homebrew back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today high gravity homebrewing supplies wants you to keep it simple brewing should be fun and with high gravity's amazing electric brewing systems it is high gravity keeps their brewing systems simple on purpose more efficient than gas customizable and with your choice of one two or three vessels high gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer formulate recipes and improve your beer's consistency dave at high gravity can customize your system to fit your needs high gravity invites you to visit their build your own brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric and high gravity offers 7.99 flat rate shipping on most of their products www.highgravitybrew.com high gravity keep it electric keep it simple visit highgravitybrew.com admitted Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button. Improve repeatability and refine your recipes 
size with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Attention, home brewers! If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top 10 labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you've created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. GrogTag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us, everybody. Just got off the phone with Steve. And then now we're about to speak with Mike. Mike, are you with us? Yes. How you doing, man? Good. Wow. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. No problem. Skype's sounding good tonight. Skype's doing well tonight. I'm pretty That's impressed. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Uh, so, Mike, how long have you been a home brewer? Uh, probably about four years. Okay, four years. And uh, is this your first uh, run at a uh, summer blonde? Well, first of all, what is a summer blonde? What's your version about? What's my version about? Yeah, <laughs> it because uh, it could mean anything, right? I mean, I have no idea. Right. It's I. I just want something light, refreshing. Um, I used a Belgian East, which is a little odd for a blonde, but <laughs> and then I also um, I made mead last year, and I really enjoyed that. So I threw some honey in this. Uh, I think like a pound and a half, something like that. Okay. What kind of honey? Um, it was, it was California honey. I was, I was trying to get my local honey, but my, my, uh, honey guy was out. So it'd be like I orange, orange blossom or a citrus blossom maybe, or <laughs> right. I think it was, you know, I have no idea. Yeah. I think it was like wildflower or something yeah. like that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess we, we actually, when we, when we opened this up, we weren't, we it just said blonde ale. Said blonde so ale. Figuring yeah. it's like American blonde ale, and we give it one sniff, and it's like, hold on a second. <laughs> There's nothing American about it. it. Like Belgian <laughs> right. yeast, full on. So I hope you don't I mind. See, that's a, we, I we, don't know what category to put it. In. Yeah, <laughs> we classified this as a Belgian blonde. Which right. Is a 16, 18A. 18A, right. But okay. what, what, with the honey edition, what would it be? Would it be a Belgian blonde with honey, or would it be uh, some sort of um, thing? You could not say anything and put it in as a Belgian blonde, or you could <laughs> say it's a Belgian blonde with honey, at which point it's probably a 23. Okay. I don't think honey classifies as I mean, a fruit or vegetable or herb. So The Belgians will add anything to a beer. So, yeah. I mean, or, it's, yeah, a, it's a sugar source. It's going to dry out your beer, and yeah. that's fine for a Belgian. So which, you're saying they're the whores of the I, beer yeah, world. It's not so substantial. You're going to start tasting honey flavors, and it tastes like a mead. You yeah. can get away with some of that. No, not at all. Without yeah. having yeah, yeah. a special specialty yeah. category. And, and for Belgians, they have their own specialty category, the 16E, which you could do. But yeah, if it's not like a dominant flavor, you just, it's just a Belgian blonde. Go with it. You just use something cooler than cheapo white candy sugar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you've never done anything like this before. You're just kind of messing around, trying to get something light and yeah, refreshing to drink I, in the summer. Okay. When I brew beer, I. I don't really do the same style or the same beer 
more than once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the um, same way. Well, I'm not really the same way. I almost lied to you. Kind of a seat, yeah. of, your, seat of your pants type brewer, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always something just kind of gets my attention and I make that. And then if it's good, it's good. If it's, if it's not, it's not, but have you made a Grodzitski? Um, Grodzitski. A what? A which is the uh, we had it on the last shows. They were the uh, it's a Polish smoked wheat malt smoked that's like oak. oh smoked oak wheat malt. It was two point eight percent or something like that with like twenty IBUs. Wow, it's amazing, and it's not sour. <laughs> it's not, not sour. Not sour. Um, anyway, enough about that beer. Yeah, let's jump into this beer, Brian. Belgian blonde ale. We judge this as um, yes. It wasn't an, <laughs> like well blonde. It must be an American blonde. No. Did not smell like that, so we had to judge it as something. Um, aroma wise, I, I thought it was a it has a very clean and and pretty restrained spiciness from the Belgian yeast that's in there. Uh, it comes through right up front, but it's it's not over the top and biting. Um, it's not like a phenolic bomb. The uh, the pills malt in there is kind of medium low and inviting. It's got a, a lightly spicy note with kind of a juicy fruit like fruitiness to it. The main fruit I would get in this is like a, uh, well, there's a light orange ester in there. Um, but overall, the esters I thought were a bit strong. It's not very, very phenolic, um, which you can get from some of the Belgian yeast. But I guess you said this is a Saison yeast. Um, yeah, that's, um, anyway, it's not giving you a lot of spice like you get in some of the, the Belgian strong ales and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem that strong either. But um Color-wise, it's 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 a pretty color, rich golden-colored beer with a had kind of a chewy, clumpy head that, that stuck around for a little fair amount of time um, when we poured it the other night. Uh, kind of eggshell in color, mostly fine bubbles. Had it did have a little bit of light lacing going on. Um, flavor-wise, this this juicy fruit, strong asteriness uh, came through up front to me and had a moderately strong kind of a pithy orange flavor to it didn't have a whole lot of lemony uh zing to it it's like kind of a medium orange i don't want to say goo gone but I'll, you know um no it doesn't taste like goo gone the hell's a goo gone uh, so there's this like it's an aquatic is, mammal. There's a uh, did he ride with Genghis it's like Khan? A citrus enamel remover. And if you yeah, ever, it's, if you it's ever Genghis Khan's to... son, right? Goo Khan. No, it's that stuff you wash your no. hands with, right? You can. Well, there's the orange hand cleaner thing. That's probably similar base. Like the citrus oils help get off. Like if you ever need a sticker removed from something that you bought at the store, and the sticker is impossible to remove. Just pour orange. Get a little a drop of Goo Khan on it, and it smells like this orangey like. <laughs> Uh, okay, do me a favor. Are you saying two words? Goo two words. Goo, yeah. goo gone. Okay. Goo gone. The goo be okay. gone. Okay. Yeah. That goo be gone. <laughs> goo, goo gone. Okay. Goo okay. I'm with gone. you. I'm with you for it. Like anything sticky that you need removed here. <laughs> no, no, it. I got it. Right there. I'm all over That's it. it. No. Oh, whoa, that was that was okay. not it. So it's not anyway. goo gone. It's this goo is your gone. goo gone right okay, there. Great. For right. everybody out there. Okay. Okay. No, it doesn't taste like that. That's good. But, but it made it, him it think was, of it. It made me think of that. <laughs> you hear that, Mike? It doesn't taste like a, remo- a cleaner. No. Oh, so it's good, yeah. Well, it doesn't have oh, the solventy okay. so element I... to that, so yeah. Soften a challenge with Saison's. <laughs> That's true, actually. I'll give you that. In the flavor, I did get a, kind of a moderate alcohol flavor in there, and it seemed like there's a little f- firmness to this. But uh, there's a underneath that, there's a low, earthy, floral hop in there. A little bit of spicy phenolic. Um it's not quite as smooth as I hoped it would be. It's just a little bit biting. And, um, but uh, in the mouthfeel, it's kind of a medium carbonation, medium full body, maybe a bit high on the body for the style. Um, no astringency, and it is a bit creamy. Um, get a little bit of warmth in there in the back of the throat. Um, it's just kind of a bold beer. I think it just needs to be a little less assertive here to me. But... Um, Again, we're judging it as something that it probably is not. <laughs> so, as a beer, it's it's tasty and it's kind of bold and it's got a lot of good flavors. Um, it's a it's a pleasant drinking beer, a uh, pleasant drinking Belgian blonde. Um, I thought it was just a little bit too sweet, a little bit more warming and assertive than you want it to be, and um, goo gone, um, more orangey and <laughs> juicy fruit, you know, than more, some of the more rounded. Uh, uh, Astery flavors that you can get. 
uh, that might make it a little more enjoyable. It's just kind of a one-trick pony on the esters. is like this orangey thing. Yeah. And that might be, you know, there might be something in the, the honey source, too. You might have a citrusy honey that's giving it kind of an orange blossom flavor or something in there or, uh, or something else, some other blossom that's giving it a little kind of interesting flavor in the middle there. Um, but, yeah, you know, you might back off on some of the richness to make it a a smoother, more enjoyable summer blonde. If something's called a summer blonde, I want to be able to pound the shit out of that pretty much, you know, and just, uh, you know, have a have a pint and, and tip it back. Yeah. A pint of this would take me a while to drink, and it's it's pleasant. It's a good beer. I it gave is. it a I gave it a thirty four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you um, would also want to maybe I don't know how, what your fermentation temperature is, but you might want to watch that fermentation temp, especially early on, and ensure your your yeast is good and healthy and happy and. And sufficiently pitched, but you know, again, these are very subtle points overall. It's it's quite an enjoyable beer to drink. So, um, thanks for sharing it with us, and I'll see what Lee says too. Lee, all right. Um, I thought it was a decent blonde ale. I, I, after, as Brian said, we assumed it was Belgian by the uh, flavor and aroma profile we got. Um, pretty much a nice pills flavor and creaminess. Creaminess kind of hangs around. It's actually quite nice. I think it's a good thing in a beer like this. Um, there were a few. I, I mean, other than that, generally, I agree with what Brian said. There's a few, few things I got a little bit different. Uh, one or two of which I thought was a bit odd. Um, the phenol character in here. I mean, I got a little bit of that sort of nice spicy Belgian white pepper kind of phenol. Yes. I also got a character that I get in a lot of saisons, which is an almost kind of bacony bacon fat kind of aroma like a smoky hickory bacon kind of phenol that was in here and i've seen that in saisons before i've even seen that in a couple of homebrewed hefeweizens it's not a smoked across. summer blonde you didn't get some of your yeah. amber ale in this did you no i didn't <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i heard you have an amber. maybe it got into everything i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah i was no dms or diastole or anything but that the smoky character that I, I didn't think it was was something i really liked that much um other than that um the carbonation was low and I think that might be part of what was driving um, our comments on uh, how it seems a little rich for style. It just, it just needs some more carbonation to help cut the body on it and make it seem a little more frothy and easily drinkable. Hmm. Um, I also picked up a bit of metallic note in the finish on this beer. Um, so I don't know if you have any non-stainless or copper in your brewery, but if you do, you want to get rid of those. Um, other than that, I thought it was pretty decent beer. Um, you know, I'll agree with pretty much everything else Brian said, um, although I was getting more lemony than goo gone. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a pretty decent beer. I gave it a 29. I uh, probably would have scored it higher if it weren't for that kind of hickory smoked bacony phenolic that was in there. <laughs> and I do get that in a fair number of saisons. I don't know which saison. Usually the French saison yeast, but I think any of them can do it. I'm not, not really quite sure what the deal with that is. Is that mostly the Roma Lee? Uh, I got it in the flavor too. Yeah. I definitely in the nose. I think I'm getting a little bit of what you're talking about there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I actually I think this is the second bottle we've got. I, this bottle is different. I mean, to me, there's something weird going in this bottle. But we we judge the other one, and actually, I think it was lucky that we got the other one. This <laughs> this one is tasting a little weird to me, mm. and not like the other one did. Is it warmer? Um, might be. Doesn't seem very cold. No. My, we might have just it a little colder at my house. This one seems a lot more sour mm-hmm. and maybe a little vegetal. Yeah. Which might be a hmm. bottling issue if it's this bottle and wasn't in the other. I didn't pick up anything like that in the other one. That's a very interesting beer, though. The honey, yeah. you know, when you when you mentioned honey and I started smelling it again, it's like, yeah, I started getting some kind of blossomy elements mm-hmm. in there and, and um, maybe some wildflower or some, some citrus. But, yeah, interesting way to... But it doesn't dry the beer out as much as you would think. I, don't, if it's, I guess it's only a pound and a half in there. seems like it finished pretty sweet. What did you end up at? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not 100% sure where it ended up at. It's, I used a, it's a Belgian Saison yeast. I can't remember exactly the which one, but it's, it's a hard it yeast can be keep. really finicky. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and it just doesn't want to dry out. So I ended up throwing in some Cal-L just to see what it would do, and I just got impatient yeah (laughs) you know so i think it could have dried out a little bit more if i would have uh you know kept it in the primary when did you brew it um shoot it was it's been a a couple months it's been probably three months the one thing i've noticed with the saison yeast is they will dry things out very dry but sometimes it takes them two three four months to do it Mm -hmm. right after a month it'll be like anything else but it'll keep going yeah 
I probably just chose the wrong saison yeast because I'm I'm not extremely patient, and it was actually the first <laughs> saison type yeast I've ever used. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what about recipe wise? What did you What did you put in there for the malts? Do we, do um, we, do we go over a little bit of that? Let me look it up really quick. Um, I have some just uh, American Pale malt. Um, hold on, just one sec. Have there's five pounds of uh, just American Pale malt, four pounds of white wheat. Um, I put seven ounces of acetyl acidulated malt from wire. Uh, Wehrman, and then a pound and a half of honey. And that so. could be where you're getting some of that acidity there. Mm-hmm. Acidulated. That acidulated malt. Yeah. Do you usually need something to balance out a beer this color? Um, you know, it's my it's <laughs> it was my first time ever using it. I I use RO and then just build from there. And I actually it it you know it was too much, and so I ended up having to actually try to weigh it out with some bicarbonates um with some uh mm. you know baking soda <laughs> to try to get it back up but um yeah it just it, it the brew day didn't go low. as smoothly as possible <laughs> as it could right. on okay. this one yeah. but well if you put some bicarbonate in there and got it back up it should be okay yeah uh, what was your terminal gravity oh you said you didn't know that that's right yeah i didn't i i didn't what was your start it seems pretty low right i mean uh, i think it was i think it was like uh, like probably one eighteen something like or o, o one eight something like that. Yeah, ten eighteen. No. Yeah, it 10, seems fairly 18. sweet to me. Yeah, yeah. It does. okay. Right. Wow, because uh, I got a lot of uh, it seems effervescence and yeah, it does right yeah. like a spiciness and that can kind of contribute to some of that. Yeah, to me, I thought yeah, I thought it was a little drier than that, but what do I maybe that like a little mineraliness is making it feel dry, like some. The carbonate in there or something. What do I know? I'm yeah. real handsome, you know. You don't have to know. Anything I don't have to know that anything. Guy, right? That's right. Yeah, those people just give you shit. <laughs> life like yeah. That. yeah, me and Paris Hilton. Uh, Mike, do you have any questions for the guys? Um, no, I, I. It's it's awesome to get feedback, you know, one on one. Because um, I, as when he was talking about the orange, it yeah. it it's I could start. I could tell, you know what I mean? The the orange was pretty high. I I got a lot of lemon before, but I think think that I'm a little confused on what orange and lemon taste like. (laughs) I was was calling it lemon myself, to be honest. We picked out some lemon, and it's with the acidity there, it can taste that way. It's very similar, and I wonder if it's just because it's such a low, excuse me, a low amount. Like yeah. you know, it's you got to go either way, but I think maybe are you right, right on the cusp where it kind of it could the flavors aren't really solidifying one way or the other. Well, there's a lot of wheat malt in here too. Um, yeah, no, that was kind of um, you had like four pounds of wheat. You said is it in a five? Yeah, pound? that's four a lot pounds. to use. It's almost like uh, yeah, it's a wheat right. wheat summer. <laughs> and that's, right. um, but it's nice. Yeah, and, no, when when I tried to figure out where to put it in a category, when I was filling out that. Uh, just the paperwork on it i was like i don't know <laughs> like, well, i'll just throw something out there and see yeah. where it lands yeah when you don't know just enter this category 23 and write everything that's that you taste in the beer like well it has oh, okay you know if you taste the honey that you put in there declare, <laughs> right. declare the honey if you taste the wheat that you put in there declare the wheat whatever it is you know right. but yeah Whatever is going to come through a judge and speak to them as to what you intended for this recipe mm-hmm. is going to be good to enter on a judging sheet. Say, okay, it's a specialty beer. I was going for a summer blonde with or you know, American wheat ale with a with Belgian saison yeast and a and a mm-hmm. little bit of honey or whatever you know. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I see. That, that, that might not help. <laughs> I don't know. But or sometimes, might, who knows? Yeah, sometimes yeah. simpler is better. You could you could throw a little pills malt in there and and lighten it up a little bit. Maybe um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different directions you could go with this. But yeah. it's kind of a fun beer. I, I enjoyed tasting it. And uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing it. Yeah, and I have a quick question about the metallic taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I I use a, an electric brew system, so it uses. Um, you know, uh, heating elements. Um, do you think that could be what's giving it that taste? What, is this designed for brewing? It's not designed. Well, 
Yeah, I've designed it for brewing. <laughs> um, so if, uh, if you've got metals other than stainless or copper touching your beer wart, you got to be careful because that's where. Okay. I mean, if it's like brass mm-hmm. or aluminum, or aluminum, yeah, um, you might be getting some metal ions off of those metals. Okay. Um, yeah. So if it's that, if it's your heater, or if even if it's like some valve fitting on the outflow that's okay. a brass fitting, that's kind of a no-no. You, you can get up some nasty flavors from that. You need a steam uh, steam oh. generator and a steam heating system there for your... Uh... Yes, we all need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to tell everybody from now on. Yeah. I think in six months, Brian's going to come out with his own line of steam-jacketed Steam-jacketed five-gallon <laughs> yeah. yeah. system. Yeah. He's just priming everyone's psyche right now. Uh, well, Mike, if that's it, we'll let you go. Yeah, cool. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, send us yeah. another beer sometime. I will. <laughs> All right, buddy. Cheers. See ya. All right, bye. I don't seem like I was rushing him, but uh, I was kind of rushing him. Oh. No, we're, we're up against the gun, but I think I think we got. I think got, all those questions were answered. Some right? good information there. Yeah. We shared. Yeah, we learned a lot about his beer. We did. We learned a lot. We laughed a lot. And more importantly, Brian, we loved a great deal. Mm. Um, in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Delightful. <laughs> Delightful. Yes. Um, okay, we have some prizes to give away. We have the Woo-hoo! Grog Tag forty dollar. At least your beer will look good. Gift certificate, and that goes to uh, very tongue in cheek, of course, all in good fun. Uh, the uh, the brewer with the lowest score, and uh, that person is that ends up being Mike. Mike, with the blonde ale. All right, Mike, you got forty bucks, man, to spend at grogtag.com. Check it out. Metal signs, uh, coasters, uh, mini tags, wine labels, beer labels, you name it, man. They cool got it stuff. all customizable. Uh, you can really trick out your bottle. Actually, we're uh, I'm, I bought a God. I spent almost three hundred dollars at grogtag the other day on uh, wedding stuff. Yeah. So we made like a metal sign that we're going to write our, our bar, like our beer list on and all this kind of stuff, man. It's going to be cool. So you cool. got a picture of your face on it? No, we have a little oh. logo. I don't want to spoil it for people oh. who are... Um, don't spoil it. You should have all your guests sign the metal sign when you're done, too. Well, we thought about it, but they're not... I think... Oh. I don't think it's going to be big enough. Oh. Um, not that the thing is small, but uh, I think... You've just got too many friends. Yeah. Too well, many not people too many. like you, JP. That's true. We're trying to figure out why. I don't still. know why either. So, okay, so Mike won that. That means uh, Steve, Steve won the gift certificate to High Gravity Homebrew. That's pretty cool, what right? Can he, what can you get there? You can get uh, basically anything you can brew with. Um, you know, check it out, highgravityhomebrew.com. You have uh, ingredients. You have equipment. Uh, you have knowledgeable, friendly people. Um, Steam-jacketed uh, brewing systems? Probably not. I don't think that exists at such a, a low volume. If anybody volume. has them. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe. Uh, who knows? But uh, Desiree over there is uh, really nice, and she's a big supporter of Dr. Homebrew. So check them out, highgravityhomebrew.com. And, uh, of course, you know, you're going to get our uh, lovely main sponsor, Five Star. You'll get a nice little package from fivestarchemicals.com. And uh, yay prizes! Yeah, prizes are fun, man. And uh, thanks to everyone who entered, and uh, you know, thanks for waiting and doing all the kind of stuff that we do over here. Um, if you like programming like this, of course, you know about our other shows on the Brewing Network, such as The Session and Brew Strong, and all that kind of other fun stuff that uh, really kind of keeps you away from terrestrial radio. But thanks um, to our loyal, loyal listeners who only listen to us and don't listen to any of the other Yeah, stuff. that's right. No, just kidding. Those both, other shows both are Both of them, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, you can oh. listen to anything you want, but uh, but if you if you donate, uh, be sure to write in the donate form that uh, you know you only listen to Dr. Homebrew um, or that this money is specifically for us because we're so amazing. Right? And we are. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. We are. Humble, yeah. too. Yes. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot. Uh, it's been Dr. Homebrew, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we'll catch you guys later.